Hello, footies, and welcome to Foot in Review. We are the number one independent EAFC podcast, bringing you two shows a week. Available, of course, on all podcast platforms around the world, including now on Amazon Music. And, of course, as a fully produced video show on YouTube and Spotify. And, of course, if you can spare a few bucks and join our loyalty programs and get some free merchandise while at it, visit patreon.com forward slash foot in review or of course foot in review.com and while you're at it you get a free invite for a super close community and get that invite to the discord server and on that note let's shout out to our patreon skybox owners of course paul amar arsham mario and peter and now it's time on this beautiful friday night to get this show started Hi footies, it's me, it's Joel and I'll be your host today and welcome to episode 544. It's two more weeks or four more episodes, three more episodes actually, before it's time for EAFC. It is Friday and as you are used to, it's been a while though, but he's back. The man, the myth, the legend, our own Norwegian Indiana Jones, the king of the north, Mr. FIFA database, the foot gaffer. It's none other than... Hello, hello, and good evening. Hello, my friend. Welcome back. It's been far too long, and you are wearing a, I think, a sweater. It is 41 degrees here. What's up in Norway? <laughs> uh, we only have 18 degrees here, so uh, I'm good. It's nice and chill inside, so uh, good, good. No, that's that's better. At least you have some, like, you don't have the... Um, Tennessee to go outside now uh, means you can do a lot of SBCs, which you might have to do. Mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Hey, are you getting ready for EAFC? Are you getting mad ready? I should almost say. I'm quite relaxed. I think that's uh, been working well for me the last few years. Just uh, don't try to look for news and leaks and things like that. Just uh, chill and wait for uh, everything official and uh, still have fun collecting cards in uh, in the current game, which I do, which I find fun as well. So I still manage to play some matches and test those new players. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm kind of relaxed still. Uh, when it maybe after next week, I'll start getting a little bit more eager. So um, carefully optimistic at the moment. But not mad ready yet. Not mad yet, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> if you're wondering why is John keeping on about being mad ready, I think we can safely say now in the first promotion in FIFA, or EAFC, damn, I almost was getting there. The first promotion in EAFC is going to be in the Nike Mad Ready promotion. And actually, it looks like it's starting on early release on September 22 as well. We got two official cards being released, but without stats, so we're not going to really go through it. You don't take a break before the new game starts, do you? No, but I don't play as many matches as I usually do. So, but I'm just, just sixty a week. That's it. No, no, I, <laughs> I, I'm not doing that. I'm playing some objective matches, a few uh, qualifiers for the weekend, just for fun. Play a few weekending matches just to be able to do the qualifiers again. Just chilling, testing new players, just for fun. No stress at all. So that's fine. That's nice. That's almost like a video game should be. No stress, just for fun. 
Yeah, that's the way to go for me now. <laughs> it's a good way to go. Avi, we do have some FIFA 23 content. And of course, we won't want to dismiss this because there's lots of 99s, including one special 99, which I think you will be mentioning in the last. But where do you want to start on today's content? Uh, well, we can start on, I think we'll start on the easy part, maybe, uh, the d dynamic use. Uh, you get a 99-rated uh, Nkunku or Diaby, both playing in the Premier League, of course, and you need, only need a, well, it's not only, but considering how easy <laughs> it is to get the uh, the high-rated cards, it's only a 99-rated squad for each of them. So, uh, 92. I thought you said 99-rated. Yeah, they're 99 rated, 99 rated Nkunku, 99 rated Diaby, and you need a 92 rated SPC squad to unlock them. And uh, Nkunku is, of course, double five star, high medium work rates. Looks like a great card. And Diaby, of course, is also 99 rated. Uh, he's also double five star and high medium work rates. Uh, of course, he's been a really fun card for quite a while. So, um, I need to try this one as well. Should be fun. Yeah, I don't think um, <laughs> I don't think you can go wrong with either of these, right? No, I think that's <laughs> kind of good value for uh, cards uh, unlocking those two. So uh, yeah, I think that's good. Honestly, this is what you want two weeks before the new game starts. Players that playing are playing for fun, enjoying themselves. You want. Those amazing cards for fairly cheap. I remember us getting a 99 Ronaldo two years ago for 14 SBCs in total, something. It's a little bit on the high side, um, but everyone did that card and you could just use it for a couple of weeks. These two cards are the same, right? Yep. Just those 92 rated team. Use those cards, enjoy last or maybe the semi last <laughs> uh, weekend league, I guess. Yeah. Um, perfect, right? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a, also very good uh, SPCs to get now, and hopefully we'll get a few more as well. There's uh, been some interesting transfers because these are, of course, in their new clubs in Aston Villa and and Chelsea. So uh, don't matter for chemistry, though. Just putting it out there. I keep going at it. Yeah, it's ninety nine rated Kunku. You can play him off camp. It's, it's fine. I think it should be fine until we came out. And uh, of course. Uh, we got a big banger of an SPC as well. People were talking about uh, uh, R9 SPC, but, uh, well, we got the CR7 SPC, the footies one, and, uh, well, I think it's a new record uh, with uh, 42 sections. 42, yes. 42 sections, yeah. So it's not going to be done in five minutes. And uh, of course, 462 I, players you just need. Yeah, so. uh, my advice would be to do at least the 94 plus footies player pick before you do the SPC in case you should be so lucky to pack him from one of those picks. Uh, it would be a little bit annoying to do 48 squads and then get do the player pick and you get him there. So, uh, at least go with those five and then have fun uh, doing the rest of the 42 ones if you don't pack him. So, uh of course, it's a seriously card. though, we should we should always put it like almost put it like this, but it's forty two SBCs. Forty two. That's incredible. Yeah, it's. I too don't much. even have words for him. It's two weeks left of the game, and we get this. I think that's uh, half 
would still be much but uh, acceptable. Uh, Remember we were talking about Ronaldinho being a lot. Yeah, that was only <laughs> only <laughs> 33. So uh, yeah, it seems like uh, a lifetime ago almost. Uh, I kept scrolling through it. It was 99, 91, 99, 99. Oh, now 92s. So kept scrolling. There's a few 93 rated squads to be done as well on this uh, Cristiano Ronaldo SPC. So, uh, okay, explain me why though, because I honestly, I don't get it. This card is also in packs. Is everything in packs now? Let me start with that. Is no, everything in packs now? No, no, this is batch two of the preseason. So, so we he, get another one next week. Uh, hopefully, all. I hope. I hope there's not a batch three. I hope all we get all of them in packs next week. Uh, because the other one was uh, until today. So he's not in packs oh, yeah. anymore. But you can get him from the 94 plus player pick, which we get uh, five a day now. So uh, if, if I care too much about FIFA 23 at this stage of the game, right? Yep. You know, I'm not playing anymore. It's, it makes me sad even when I'm not playing the game anymore. Because doing 42, if you start today, you are done before the week, when the weekend league finishes, if you have a life. Yeah. That means there's just one weekend league where you can actually sort of try him. Yeah, that's why I said I, I, do, the, do the player pick first, just in case you get lucky, so you don't have to sit f five to ten hours to do this uh, thing. If you give 99 rated Diablis to anyone for relatively cheap, well, actually, I mean, you can do this now, right? Yeah. Probably. Why not trust an Ronaldo for everyone as well? I, I, yeah, I I think it's kind of to protect the ones that bought him uh, yesterday or today. Yeah, but we're so. two weeks left. Who I cares? know, I know, I know, I know. I agree. I would ten would be more than enough for me, but um, I still would think that was good value. And uh, like the people that bought him, get him a quick sell for ten million or five million or all like that. Yeah, that. Oh, would, if, yeah, if you have the card, you can sell him at five million. Who cares? That could be a way to do it as well. Yeah, there could be lots of solutions, but uh, yeah. It's 40 degrees here, 35 <laughs> tomorrow. If I can choose sitting in the sun or <laughs> trying to grind 42 SBCs to get a card, which I might not even be able to use anymore. Uh, I, uh, I just, I'm so I'm, I'm actually disappointed. This, uh, this podcast is going to be 42 SBCs. Oh boy. Something like that. Cause Oh boy. <laughs> I, I thought we, people were kidding, sending me texts. Oh, I've seen 42 SPC. I thought they were talking about maybe 24 or something, right? Yeah. Which still was like, ah, okay. But yeah, I, yeah, like I, I said, I'm, I don't care too much. I don't care enough to actually be angry about it. But I'm, it, it does make me a little bit sad. Yeah, it should have been around the same as the uh, Thierry Henry SPC. I think that would be fine. Uh, but uh, that's 14 sections. Something like that, right? Yeah, but now it's like 42 of the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a good thing FIFA 23 ends on the record. Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing FIFA 23 ends on the record breaking as we see that. Yeah, well, you never know if he yeah, throws our uh, R9 SPC with 50 <laughs> sections would be nice. You never know. <laughs> uh, no, you never know. But um... We'll see. Hopefully not 50. Uh, no, I just, I definitely don't hope so. Oh, well, there's, uh, oh, well, no, I'm not going to go there. Ingvi. 
Yeah. Anything else you want to discuss about FIFA 23? Because we have a lot of people sending in questions this week. We need to mention the Juventus and Liverpool legend Arthur got his uh, objectives card for, <laughs> his legend. To, for his transfer to Fiorentina. Uh, double five star, 97 rated, high, high work rates. Looks like an excellent card. Very easy to do. If you actually play the game still, then it's easy to unlock him. So uh, have a look. That's true. Yeah. It's still Arthur, though. Yeah, legend, legend. Did he actually play ever for Juventus? He didn't, I think, right? He played for Juventus. Uh, he didn't play that much for Liverpool at barely half an hour or something. There wasn't he part of one of those deals where, like, hey, to cover taxes and stuff, we could do uh, something uh, with Barcelona. and Arthur... We give Pjanic to Barcelona for 17 million, and we buy... Arthur for 67 million back from Barcelona and neither of those is ever going to be able to play again in these clubs. Something like that, right? There were some deals with those two involved, yes. I don't know the <laughs> exact content, but uh, I know it looked a little bit strange. But uh, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is, but I'm not going to call him a legend. Well, okay. It was a legendary transfer though. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, GPM says... One of the best strikers in the game. The other one is CR7. Card does never warrant 42 squads, and he's talking about the Haaland card. Mm-hmm. Uh, more general stats up than CR7. I think doesn't matter who you compare it with, even if you compare it to the 1990 Diaby. This is another card. No, no card is worth 42 squads, period. Yeah, it's too much. Even it- if R9 got out tonight and got 42 squads, even then I would be like... Mm. That's a bit much. Uh, but yeah. thanks for sending in that question uh, or that remark, Chris. Well, we can, I can also actually mention something. Uh, if you compare the 99 and Kunku, which has uh, 192 squad to do, versus the uh, 99 rated uh, footies Cristiano Ronaldo, total stats for Cristiano Ronaldo is 515. Uh, Kunku, he is 557. Uh, total in-game stats on Cristiano Ronaldo is 2,499 and Nkunku is 2,643. Which are insane stats. Yep. This Ronaldo is a killer card nevertheless, but now you make him look f- silly because of the way you priced him. Yeah, when you compare the stats, uh, I think he's... Uh, I actually think he's overpriced. Hmm, strange. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, just a but then ah well, ah well. Let's let's leave it at that. Yeah, I uh, I I'd, I'd love to ask you next time. Don't think we have time for it today. If we have it in the show, I'll come back to it though. Are you one of those person? I will. I'll ask you now, and then we go into more depth next time. Are you one of those persons that is building starter squads already in EAFC? Or no. actually, we don't have all the start stats yet. But are you no. going to? Nope, I haven't uh, watched any of the leaks. I haven't seen anything official. Uh, the database isn't released, so uh, uh, it, I can't build a squad without knowing how the players look. So I was thinking EA would start uh, kind of uh, announcing the players, at least the top 100 ones, but I haven't. But I think somebody said they all leaked, but I haven't actually looked at the players. So um... It's weird when there's a beta as well. You can just... Check yeah, but off. the beta stats are 
usually a little bit different, but the official leaks are not from the beta. They are sure. from somebody kind of, I don't know, code mining the databases or something. I don't know how they get them, but I get the official stats and they have released them from what I've heard, but I haven't checked them out and I don't want to start building squads until I actually see what's out and prices will always be higher than what I think <laughs> seeing the cards before because somebody's going to hype them and then uh, buy plan Three something. market, cross market plays. Why? No, I don't think the market will be cross play actually. Not at least not PC, but uh, Xbox no? and, and PlayStation. I think they I confirmed think... that right on the pitch, pitch notes. Mm, don't think so. Oh, I do think so. Let's have uh, let's take a deep dive. I'll, I'll figure that out for the next show. Yes, I do think it's got confirmed because it makes me very anxious. I but... used I used to plan lots of squads uh, earlier years, but when the game was out, the prices were like ten times higher on the place I wanted. So I'm kind of being a little bit more realistic and see what I can afford when I have some coins to actually buy a few players in the game after doing some trading and stuff in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I never ever look honestly because. Last time I was like, "Hey, let's uh, think. Of, uh, let's try to figure out a cheap Premier League team." And I think the first two great cards I got were from Bundesliga. I was like, "Yeah, probably best to do Bundesliga anyway." So. Yeah, <laughs> that's things that can happen. Yeah. So uh, and if I back and bop by all my starters team, we can just go into the bin and do something else. <laughs> yep. If you get a lot of questions. Oh yes. Um, Let's have a look. First question. Uh, you can start on this one first. It's uh, from new our new Skybox owner, Mario. Mario asks, as a new listener and subscriber, I want to learn more about how this podcast came to be. What made you guys start this? And what is your favorite part of running the pod? And what is the worst part of podcasting? Oof. Yeah, we talked about it. I think <laughs> I think you you were the one that actually came up with the idea, though, uh, because we always talked a lot about uh, FIFA in general and things, and uh, you kind of, kind of came up with the oh maybe we should do a podcast. I know I remember I was a little bit skeptical skeptical in the beginning, and then uh, I thought oh, okay, just jump into it and see it how it is. Maybe I like it. Maybe I don't. If at least I'll try it, and uh, kind of uh, we kind of got on on a really good foot straight away and it was fun and we did like five shows a week in the beginning as well i remember uh, i do as well sometimes i wake up in the middle of the night thinking <laughs> about the, those edits <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh hectical but uh it was very fun but of course it took a lot of time uh, as well but we we had lots of fun we learned a lot and the quality uh, has uh, improved uh, quite drastically from the first shows as well <laughs> So, uh, at least we hope so. Let's, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I should hope so. At least, uh, audio wise, it's improved a lot. Video as well. I almost grew yeah. a beard now. Yeah. Well, no, but still, yeah. you have to check out the video show to check on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It was... What I can say about this period, so I was already doing a podcast about FIFA. Uh, so I was on the What the Food podcast, and I can name them because. Officially, it's not cancelled, but there hasn't been a show for two years now, I think. Um, uh, I did that with, uh, well, some cool guys, to be fair. 
and I really enjoyed doing that. Um, but I also was the last one to come in. And what I really noticed that there, it was very much subjective. And I think we needed more objectivity in some of the uh, feedback we gave on certain things, right? And that's what we tried to do with this show. So we said, hey, let's try to our own show where we are critical of stuff. Sure, that's fine. But don't go into the negativity. Don't go complaining about stuff too much or uh, like wine and uh, make it PG-13. Let's offer whatever, but make it PG. I think kids should be able to listen to this. Um, and there might be a word there left or right, but generally speaking, I think we try to keep it very nicely. It's not an explicit show, so we try to do that a different way. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, so that's how we started it. Yeah, and I thought it was a good idea to do that, do that every day. Well, still think it's a funny idea, but then we need a lot more patrons to maintain that one, honestly. Ingrid, <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite part of running the podcast? I think it's just being on and talking, having a good time, discussing new things in the game and frustrations and joys and uh, kind of uh, just mentioning things and then get talking about it. It's like always something new to talk about and uh, sometimes we play, complain about stuff, but uh, it's just fun in general. It uh, I, I look forward to doing the podcast. It's like a very nice time during the week to go on making myself ready and plan a little bit. Yeah, see what, what topics are discussed. We get some cool questions and uh, yeah, it's, um, I just, I don't know. It's just very fun for me to do. Awesome. My favorite part is the community. Waking yeah. up on messages, people responding to it that I listen to the show. Um, yeah, um, the community is the, is the most my my yeah that's the most enjoyable part of it all yeah. uh, i just like talking anyway so i'll talk about <laughs> i made a living out of talking and talking about sports yeah. the microphone isn't that much different from what i do from a day, day job so um yeah that that's why i really enjoyed it yeah. the least or least enjoyable part of podcasting uh, having to kind of well to to be sick and not be able to do the podcast, that's horrible, I think, uh, because it's such fun. And uh, when health is in the way and stopping me, then uh, then I think it's really bad uh, because I enjoy it so much. And, of course, when uh, <laughs> EA disappoints us with bad content, that's a little bit annoying as well because then there's, like, some of the highlights of talking. The things we talk about on the pod is content and uh when it's a quiet week, it's a little bit, uh, yeah, it's not the same. It's kind of, you're sitting there, I'm kind of disappointed. It shouldn't be, but uh, you've been kind of looking forward to doing this and showing what's cool to our listeners. And then there's like, mm, ah, we got the marquee this matchups. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, sorry, guys. But of course, then our our, our community helps with, uh, with the great questions. At least we can discuss that. There's always something to talk about, but... Uh, yeah, it's um, it's not much that's really bad about podcasting at all. It's just not on our side, at least. I think it's more like uh, kind of have to play EA if they don't give us anything to talk about. So, yeah, that's out of our control. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I agree on everything there. 
I do a little bit more behind the scenes work, yeah. I think. Yeah, of course. Um, which I don't mind doing, like editing audio or uh, like I can, when you, when you show the voice patterns of all the hosts and you would put them in a waveform next to each other, I could pick out without listening to it, who is who. That's how often I edit all your voices, right? <laughs> nice. I can see every um or silence, or I can see every hiccup we said, uh, or everything. I can see it at the forms of the graphs, not even listening to it, uh, which means I've been editing a lot. And if there's anything that's not, like, it's not bothering me, but sometimes it's pretty annoying when you do a late show, uh, the files come in late, there's some cleaning up to do, you're tired, it's Friday night, it's now 2 a.m., and you want to make sure the pot goes out in time. Um, those are the nights where sometimes I'm like, we could we could go for a full-time producer next to this as well. Um, but there's other areas we're gonna invest in and which people will find out soon enough, I think. So but that's that's my only thing. It's a lot of work behind the scenes which actually nobody sees. Um I think when we were in Crete doing the live show, um, I think that was for the people that came there was a little bit of an insight how much work there actually goes, not only to set everything up, get everything going. And the studio we have, the technique behind it, that, uh, figuring out sponsors and stuff. And then you have to make sure after it that everything sounds and looks pretty good as well. Um, and well, I hope you just appreciate that. Um, but that sometimes is a lot of, is a lot of work and I'm, I don't need a thank you or an appreciation from you, but sometimes like if, if I see my DMs sometimes or people sending us messages like, oof. If you knew how much time we spent on this, <laughs> would you actually tell us that way as well? And I'm not getting paid by EA, else we would have hired someone to do the behind the scenes work. Don't worry. <laughs> Just want to put that out. So questions like that. If there's anything I really dislike about podcasting or at, at what we do is sometimes to hate mail we can. Um, and not even like, oh, yeah, that was a bad podcast or whatever. I can handle those feedback pretty good. But more like I get, sometimes I get threats and stuff how, you know, People uh, saying, oh, I know where you live. That's the, the bad side about being with face on camera and being sort of the, the face of the, of the podcast at times. But hey, most of it's actually really positive. I'm definitely looking forward to get the AFC started. Maybe. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, Wimby, Daniel says, looking back on FIFA 23, was there any skill moves or formations that really started to annoy you when you faced them? Uh, stepovers, people doing them all over the pitch with every player they had, and of <laughs> course the kickoff glitch. Uh, that's something I kind of hate to face. Uh, I don't mind people doing stepovers when it's actually kind of uh, useful, but uh, well, doing stepover before each touch of the ball after receiving it with every player all over the pitch maybe except the goalkeeper that's uh, super annoying and of course people trying to kick off glitches and well all game breaking bugs kind of uh, exploitations i no matter what it is it's uh, it annoys me of course i well it's not something like skill moves i don't care those kickoff glitches, I think I can defend them pretty well. I can see them coming. That is being overused. I think that's sort of annoying, but I can deal with I can deal with anything in the game. 
but there's the little things I, I can deal with very badly on the mechanically side. And you know, when you have let the ping on that you can see how much delay you have. Yeah. And you know, when you have the controller on that you can see your input. Uh, yep. It's been only overlapping each other since day one, since the demo, since the beta. So if you have the controller on, you can't really see the ping. And that's something where I'm like, how often do we actually have to give feedback that they could just move it a little bit so everyone can see all of these things? It doesn't matter if you're Xbox, PlayStation, there's just no way of seeing them both. Or <laughs> the fact that some people quit and you don't get a win and there's nobody actually talking about it on the A side, why that is actually the case, which makes us unheard and makes us feel neglected on that part. Those are the things that's that's sometimes really bother me, especially when they do make mistakes. Or, I don't know, this morning I was playing Snap and suddenly my game froze, couldn't do anything. Like I, the game worked, but I couldn't, I could press every button, but didn't do anything. We started the game, came back in the same match. Yeah, so it's definitely a server issue part. Going back an hour later, got a message. Hey, there was a problem. Here's a little comp compensation. Sorry for the inconvenience. Now fixed. Like, okay, thank you. All fine. First time that I saw that happened. Well done. Easy communication. Didn't yeah. even need compensation, so that was actually a little bit of a benefit. Like, yeah, that's one way of doing it. And I'm like, uh, I like this far more. Just being transparent about it. that's that's what's really bugging me at times. Yeah, I I hate to see uh, the draw quitting thing as well people not getting uh, losses for it but uh it doesn't seem like it's going to be dealt with uh, on the new game either so uh, just be it's not changed in the beta just putting it out there yeah sorry so when do you expect the web app to come out neurosich asks uh from what i've heard i think the web out sorry web app goes down the 15th uh, of september so i'm guessing next we, friday yeah i'm guessing when the uh, early access is out we'll get the uh web app 22 yeah the same same day or the day before i think we'll get the web app awesome i'm expecting september 21 yeah one day earlier yeah. but no confirmation given nothing official but I, I think it's quite official that the web app will go down the uh, 15th on 23 fifa 23 um Daniel asks, what did you both learn over the last 12 months to help you going into EAFC? Ooh. Well, kind of learned that it's never too late to learn new tricks. Oh, good one. Check yeah. out footcoaching.com. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I think FOMO. We'll talk about that in a moment as well because we've got some more questions about that. Yeah. But I just play with purpose. I play and I know what I'm going to do when I, when I start the game and I'm not going to sit in the game to check out what is what I can do. And that sounds a little bit weird, I'm now realizing. But when I start the game and I know I want to be rivals because I want to get elite division for the season and I just start, I don't even watch anything else to start the game. That's my purpose of playing. That also means that if there's an objective, I usually hear it from you <laughs> or uh, there's an SPC coming out like, Oh yeah, that's true. But what it does mean is that I optimize my playtime. I, I think I'm I, I maximize my my playtime as well. So when I play, I get the most out of it. Uh and I never feel like I've missed too much or that I go to bed like oh, I really wanted to do this still. No, because 
I knew what I was doing before I started the game. I think that's my biggest win. That's how I've been playing FIFA 23. It's definitely how I'll be playing in AFC as well. Yeah, that's good. I hope that makes a little bit of sense. You know what also makes a little bit of sense? No. A word from our sponsor. So, our sponsoring this week is none other than Knock Sports. You know Knock Sports? Knock Sports is the same tools as used as by Liverpool, Manchester City, Western United joined the forces as well, and it's the video analysis tool. And we at Foot Coaching use that, of course, for all our ultimate performance management. Every single coaching session we do, we do it as well. And you can use Knock Sports as well. You can download a free trial to see if it's something for you. You can use the animations, you can analyze your own game and there's a lot of new subs or subscription models active now so if you're tired of playing fifa or efsa without the ads you need of course you can go to footcoaching.com but you can also try knocksport which is your game changer for ultimate performance with knocksport you can easily tag and analyze your every move and strategies just like the pros do enhance your skills dominate the pitch and become unstoppable so level up your game with the knocksport video analysis software download it now revolutionize your play and get the winning ads. So check out knocksport.com or send a message at info at footcoaching.com. Getting the commercials out of the way, Envy. Another question sent in. Um, well, our, one of our new supporters, uh, Kirky, sent in a lot of questions. So I've got to go through that in a moment. But I think... Uh, or dear friend Obogretsen's question. And he says, John, I know we have discussed this before, but it's a good question for all the listeners as we go into the new season. How do you ensure you keep your FIFA playing hours balanced and stop yourself from playing it too much? I think I gave sort of a hint how I deal with this. What do you do, Envy? You just never stop playing. <laughs> well, I try to uh, keep... Uh a maximum amount of time each day if I have time to play each day and uh, before I go online I'll have team set up and done SPCs etc etc to be able to just go in log on play matches uh, I'm not going to stop doing SPCs and things and buying sale players while I'm on the console uh, I kind of decide should I go play rivals should I play uh, some qualifiers or should I do some objectives, play with friends. I decide that before I go online because uh, kind of going in with a, being blindfolded and then there's, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, this is new. I want to try this. And then uh, kind of, you kind of sit there suddenly for three, four hours without a break and then uh, you get exhausted and uh, you don't want to miss anything. So, um, I do the thing I think would be most fun for me to do at that time of day when I go online. Perfect. Yeah, like I said, I I start with a purpose. Usually it's gameplay yeah. related for me as well. Mm. Um, and I set a time. I should have mentioned that before. <laughs> but like say I've started at 9, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop at 11, right? Even if I lost the last match, 11 is when I stop. That makes sure that I don't take results too badly. Say I end on a negative one. There's not going to be another one and another one, another one until I finally win. Because, hey, time is hit and I got to go. Yep. Also, my time is pretty scarce, so I have to do it like this. Uh, but also, if I do end on a high note, it's like, ah, that was actually a pretty good night. And you keep that positive feeling a little bit longer. 
Whereas if you do win, you're like, I can do one more game. And that's still a loss. You drop everything you've got, right? So start with a purpose and set a timer. That's what I do on when I have to quit. And usually that put me and when I quit, there's some meeting coming after it. So I have to quit. That's as well. So uh, just putting that. But I'm, of course, a little bit more flexible than many other players, of course, all the time because, hey, it's the job. Let's go into all the questions for or I actually Nathan sends a response on this. Say the good saying gonna be more casual than this year and then get completely hooked and devote too much time and brain power. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not sure that's the right answer, but we still like it. Okay, let's get into questions from Kirky. We can't get through all the questions, realizing that it's already long in the podcast. So let's go a little bit in it. Um, let's go. Invi, in previous version of FIFA, is there one player who always makes it to your starter squad? In previous FIFAs? Yes. No. I usually find someone I pack and it's never the same player. So uh, uh, I open the packs and say, okay, this is the coolest card. I want to build a team around that player. Um, that's the way I go. I There's no kind of a star or fun player that I always go for uh, because it's so different from year to year and prices etc etc and, and of course it's nice to start on a different uh, foot each time and not go the same route it kind of gets boring then let me ask a little different version of the question do you always take the same starter nation no never I, I love you but you know that <laughs> no i think uh, that's what i do as well i keep it fresh although one player somehow but i doubt it's going to be this year is always making my squad in the first two weeks and i don't even know precisely why uh, but as you see is alexandro i somehow always have alexandro as one of my first le steady left backs in the game even this year I, that was the case which is still remarkable if you look at the card but i don't know why it's just a lot i don't know uh, I'll try to pay attention not doing that this year. <laughs> How many versions of a particular icon are going to be available in EAFC 24? Uh, I think we'll only have, was it uh, two, I think? And then we'll yeah. get the kind of uh, special ones and for the promos. Wasn't there one and um, then special ones? Yeah, I think it's just one, actually. Yeah, one starting and then you get special one yeah. for promos. There's not going so like, to be, 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 be like... there's not going to be base and mid, and then uh, yeah. you have to wait half a year for the special ones to come. So, uh, which is cool, I think, with just one card, and then uh, there will come promo-related uh, versions of the icons uh, as the game goes on, which is cool, I think. Definitely, yeah, I, I definitely think that's a good change. Uh, do you ever find yourself changing cameras mid-game if your opponent starts to play a long ball, long true balls constantly? They may, for example, change to co-op or track the runs quicker, or that could that possibly add to confusion and mess up your own game. What camera do you guys play on, and does it change your style of play? I always use the the co-op one, uh, custom settings, high up and zoom out. I go with that every game to see as much of the pitch as I can. And uh, that, that's been working fine for me. And uh, that's probably one of the first things I do. I just change the camera settings and then uh, start playing. 
No, I do exactly the same. Uh, two peas in a pie. <laughs> or I don't even know what two peas in a pot. Damn it. I should edit that out. Never mind. Uh, I'll keep that in just so you can always make fun of me and send me a fun little text. Um, but yeah, I do the same. So that's go up camera and you go to the height settings and you go as high as possible and you zoom as far out as possible and you play 10 games and you get used to it and then you never have to change the camera in game. So the yeah. real answer is we never change the camera in game as well. Nope. Um, I never really mastered moving the goalkeeper efficiently from left to right. Do you guys have any tips? Because some people I come up against seem to be really good at it. Oof. It all depends on uh, how good you are at multitasking. Uh, I don't touch my goalkeepers too much. Uh, there are some situations where I kind of feel like that's maybe 80-90% chance of their shooting in the different corner than I think the goalkeeper will go then I just move it manually and hope for the best other than that I don't pay much attention to them because uh, I have more than enough controlling the defenders and uh, do the player switching than continuing to uh, do three time, three things at once it's not going to go well for me when uh, playing which is uh, I think uh, like knowing what your strength isn't it it's a very good thing to know as well. So yeah. uh, working around that is smart. I do move my goalkeeper always. Every single shot I get a goal, I, I've moved it. Um, but the tip for me I could give is just move him one step, which is usually enough. Because, for example, if they're on the right side of the box, your goalkeeper will actually move normally one step too far if you look at the goalkeeper ruling, so to speak, to the left side of the goal. So when you shoot, the white, the long corner is actually very open. If you would freeze frame, taking one step into that direction actually closes the cap for a long time. So I usually move one step forward or one step to that long corner. That's it. That's all I do. And usually that's enough to just get the ball, anyways. So um, and yeah, if you get used to it, your right finger is already down there. So, um, but then again, I'm also. DJing here with 10 buttons at the same time, so maybe that's why you get used to Yeah, it's something similar I do as well. I usually don't do crazy moving. Uh, just one, like you said, one step towards the long corner. And other than that, uh, maybe move the goalkeeper on. If there's a corner, other that, no, not all the time. Are there going to be more servers available to connect to? Uh, yeah, hasn't uh, said anything about it. Uh, hopefully, they will put up more. But uh, that's usually uh, a no. <laughs> yep, it's usually a no. Uh, they usually have some kind of server news at least once uh, during a game cycle. Yes. But uh, we'll see. They haven't said anything uh, about any adding or removing. So um, there'll probably be some pitch note pitch notes soon, but. Uh, until then, we just have to wait and see. Yeah. They're not very forward going without information. Like last night, I finally found out what they were doing with um, international competitions, esports competitions. <laughs> um, and honestly, that looks really bad. Uh, but that was released last night. So that's two weeks before the start of the game. So I think there's still very much to work at certain details. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's something we needed to talk about as well. 
Is that, don't you feel the information has been pretty scarce over the last two weeks? Yeah, I'm quite surprised. It's been quiet. It's a new game, new name, new brand. So Every day uh, the tweet says, uh, pre-order here, pre-order here. But that's about all the info we're getting currently. Yeah, which is a little bit strange, I think. I, I've heard many of my friends say the same thing. It's like so quiet. Why isn't there anything coming? And uh, maybe he is working hard behind the scenes getting things ready. So um, hopefully lots of information to come the next week. We'll Two more questions. Kirky asks, I enjoy having a spread for playing champs or rivals. Do people on the Discord join the party chat or anything? I assume something like this would be very good for co-op mode going forward. Yeah, so if you are on the Discord, uh, which you can become, of course, if you, which you can invite to if you're a Patreon supporter, patreon.com forward slash food and review, then there are some party chats. I think it we call Hangouts. Yep. You can just click on it. You're in a voice chat. You turn the camera on if you want to. You can share your screen if you want to. Um, and you can play chat along. And of course, off season, it's a little bit quiet there. Um, but there's been times where we needed to add a couple of more hangouts because there was so much in demand. So go use it. And if it's used so much, we'll add more. But I think it's definitely something we'll be doing. I never, never talk while gaming, uh, except when I play co op, then I need to talk because else it's chaos and I can't stand chaos. Yeah, I, if I play co-op, then I talk to the guy I'm playing with. Other than that, I don't go into random uh, uh, party <laughs> invites when I'm playing a weekend league or rivals or something like that. Uh, I've managed to do it by mistake, and it uh, it wasn't a very fun experience. So uh, uh, I'll avoid those, um, yeah, and just keep it uh, with uh, the co-op players I play with. Definitely. And last but not least, Neurosheets ask, what's the best looking, as in the most aesthetic, not the best looking stats, card in FIFA? So what's the prettiest card type in FIFA for you? Uh, well, I have three, well, I have three player cards as favorites. Uh, I'll just say, I really like the uh, Shapeshifter uh, Virgil van Dijk one. It just, all the colors fit really nicely and I like dynamic and everything uh it doesn't I mean you like the shapeshifters generally speaking not the promo but uh no but that, the card that, that card just really really nice with all the colors just fit really well really fresh and i really like the uh, uh world cup showdown cards uh, especially the one with uh, uh angel korea when he uh where he kisses the uh trophy when they won the world cup that's a beautiful card. Uh, but I think the favorite one, the favorite design is actually the one on uh, Team of the Era, Jude Bellingham. Just the colors and everything. Design of the card is awesome. So uh, that's the Team of the Era, Bellingham card is the one I like the most from design part. Awesome. I very much like the Team of the Year icon card design yeah that's nice as well with the blue uh dash through it yep i think i like the trophy titans even more these are like really classic designs where they had the sort of same flash in between but with the red brownish one there's a little bit of gray in there uh but my favorite card design this year is something we've been seeing a lot is uh probably the gold world cup heroes cards 
just that gold just i don't know it just piques my interest i it's i, I quite like those um like those cars well, those were my favorite designs i think but there's a lot of good designs this year yeah there's also a couple of absolutely hideous designs i hated the centurions for example for some reason um i don't like the feature store ones it was a bit too much for me i think the fantasy for example was way too champions league like it they have a very much preference for blue in uh in these uh courts mm. was it footballers that had the pink design pink with black those looked kind of nice but we hardly saw them i think yeah and there was one more which i remember and then, which I shouldn't forget, which I thought was pretty ho- ugly. Oh, yes, the level up cards. Yeah. I'm probably just getting too old for that that design. Yeah, it wasn't very nice. I didn't like the f- birthday icon ones with the balloons. Uh, it, for the icons, they, they know that, that didn't work at all for me. Um <laughs> That was just plain oh like... yeah with the oh yeah with the balloon text foot saying yeah, on the back. Yeah, okay that, i agree that yeah. was the most idiot design here i think we can both agree on that one yeah. i forgot about them but that was like let's put foot in the back and then do it like balloons but you can't really see it so it's going to be f y something it looks like yeah. we're going to awkwardly paste the picture over it uh, and then because we actually think it's not ugly enough do we make the f balloon we make it pink and then we paste a red bar over top because pink and red go beautiful. To go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was my uh, favorite uh, bar. Figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you have a good designs, you can afford yourself a bad design. But it was a really bad design. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not a fan of those. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Um, talk about fans. Don't forget, fans. I want to appreciate. I want to say thank you to everyone that joined Patreon lately, helped us out. We did a special show on why we need it uh, and you all uh, heeded that call so that's very much appreciated and for all those friends not only did we start a patreon community or loyalty program i should say we are of course going to Crete, and you're all invited to come over just pay your own flight we take care of your hotel rooms and your breakfast uh, and i shouldn't forget that there are a whopping 12 episodes of the summer series which are special series where we highlight some of the fans, give the fans to come on a podcast and talk about why they play food, how long they are, who are they, and what their favorite players are, uh, and a couple of hosts, of course. And those episodes will be all be live next week. There are seven produced currently. The last four are now being worked on and should be live next week. But those are Patreon exclusive, so might release them later in the year somewhere, I think. But well, for now, we'll keep them uh, definitely keep them exclusive. So there's uh, 11 extra podcasts waiting for you. 12 even, because there's also a special closing one. So, Envy. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a while, but do you still remember what to do next? I do remember. So I just say it then. Drop it. Drop it. You. You. F-F-F-F-U-T. F-U-T. T. T. In the view. F-U-T.